Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm excited to have um, Alim and Tom from Instill Education. Um, Alim is the founder of Instill and um, Tom is the CEO of Instill Education, right? So, welcome to the couch, guys. Nice to be here, Tana. It's a pleasure, Tana. Okay, so on Startup Couches, what we do is we get amazing people on the couch like Ali and Tom who are building great products out in the market. Um, we get them to tell us about the product, tell us the product stories, the product journeys, um, kind of inspire other people who are building to, you know, keep building or you know, get into the space of building great products, right? So getting right into it, my first question is what is Instill Education and how does it work, Ali? Look, the, the Instill Education story is relatively simple. Right? Um, if you look at the challenges we're facing on, on, on our continent, uh, one of the, the big one is related to education. You, know, you have, according to UNESCO, a potential shortage of teachers, you know, 12, 15, 17 million teachers in the next decade or so. Uh, you also have uh, stalling education outcomes. And then we all know that Teachers are one of the most important levers that are going to drive the education improvement that's happening on the continent. And so Instill Education was actually founded from that idea, the idea of trying to support educators from the time they're thinking about becoming educators to becoming edu educators, you know, earning the certification, the credential, the degree, and then supporting them throughout their careers. So Instill Education was uh, established uh, about five years ago, we we have applied for accreditation to be able to certify new teachers. So that's one part of the journey. And at the same time, we have developed a online and a blended solution to support existing teachers uh, in the ecosystem. Ultimately, the, the the dream we have is to be able to completely reimagine the future education workforce in Africa. Um, if the answer, if the answer was going to be, we're going to do what is being done in the in Europe, in the U.S., in the West as a as a benchmark, then this challenge of 17 million new teachers supporting the millions of teachers across the continent through traditional old school methods is just not going to work. And so we are here in that reimagined space, and our and my dream is for people five years, ten years from now, when they're sitting anywhere in the world, where whether it's Johannesburg, Lagos, London, um, Singapore, wherever, and they're thinking about how great educator, educators are, are trained, are nurtured, are supported throughout their career, um, an African institution based in Africa, uh, led by primarily Africans, um, is going to be one of the benchmarks that come up. Oh, wow. That's actually really, really amazing. Um, I like the fact that Institute Education is really, really just trying to make sure that education in the next few years, the experience feel really, really um, better over time than um, it is currently. And just 
you know, it focuses also on the teaching side of education. A lot of focus has been on the learning side. So it's really, really nice to find a focus on like the teaching side. What's the quality of education? What's the quality of materials? What's the quality of resources being given out um, by teachers? So I really, really like the focus, right? So um, my next question is basically, um, who your main customer segment is as at Instill? You know, who, um, who, What's the, what's the, how do I put it? What's the um, 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 target audience like um, for your main customers? Look, if, the, if our story is one of supporting educators throughout their journeys, right, then our customer segments actually are um, individuals that are effectively at any given point of that journey. Mm. So what does that mean? Um, Customer segment one, you have just graduated from your high school degree, you've matriculated, and you want to become a teacher, right? Or you want to be involved in education. Now, on the African continent, you have a couple of challenges. The first one is there's not enough seats in higher education across Africa, right? You know, yeah. only eight to 10% of young people that finish matric are able to, to get into higher education, right? The second thing is that even if you've been able to get into higher education, you have to be able to afford these two, three, four-year degrees. Right? Yeah. That's also hard to do. Like, you know, the student financing is expensive. It's egregiously um, uh, predatory, to be completely honest, to do that. So our first segment is these aspiring educators, right? Um, we are actually working with that, with that group to what we call unbundle their journey to education, right? Could we imagine these young people entering the classroom as teaching assistants, getting the type of training to support learner in tutoring? And while they're actually, you know, gaining experiences in the classroom, they're completing modules with us that eventually may contribute towards them earning a, a partial diploma or a partial degree over a period of time. So that's our first segment. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. The second segment is obviously eventually you still have to earn a degree to be a fully qualified teacher in the classroom. Right. Yeah. So for that, our product is our university programs, our private higher education program, uh, both blended and online. Uh, the blended program primarily delivered in South Africa. The, the online program is actually targeted to the rest of the continent as well. Right. And the idea is, you know, you want to become an educator and we will support you in that journey. Now, here's the thing that happens if you graduate from a teacher training college, uh, school across the continent, the attrition rate at five years for teachers is between, you know, 40, 50, 60 percent, right? So teachers don't survive the profession. It's not an attractive profession. And I think one of the things that we've learned is that teachers just feel unsupported. So that's our third segment. Right? The third segment is existing teachers or people that have graduated to become teachers, but don't get the support they want and they need to be able to be effective in the classroom, but also just continue growing. Um, again, you have the same barriers that exist. You're asking teachers to do a lot of professional development. And the question you ask for it is like, well, why am I going to get promoted faster? Will I make more money? Am I going to get a better job for it? And the answer is always no, right? And so in our case, what we're saying is like, well, come and do professional development with us. It'll be tailored to your needs. And again, you'll be able to accumulate credit towards further degrees. And the, the belief we have is that across the journey from pre, 
pre-qualification to earning your qualification to continuous development to your next qualification and still education will be able to support you across the board so when you ask the question uh, who is your main customer segment to me it's the customer segment is the educator wherever they are in their career right? you are an educator has been teaching for five years and now you want to be a senior department leader in your school or you're more interested in being more specialized in curriculum or you want to become a school leader right you should be able to continue your journey with us and we should be able to deliver a product that is tailored to not just your needs and i think that's the the thing that's unique about us is that it's also tailored to your circumstances right um and what i mean by that is that let's say you're a teacher you've been teaching for seven eight years and now you want to be a school leader it's hard for me to ask you to say well leave your school go get a master's degree or a, a, a advanced diploma because you can't leave that job and the income it gives you and the family you're supporting so let's figure out a way to support you so that at your own pace personalize you can also continue your growth so genuinely the idea is to think about the educator workforce not from a perspective of you know oh well we'll do professional development or we'll train new teachers it's actually the whole journey from beginning to end and this is wow. the only way we're going to transform the system right it says no other way yeah this is really really amazing um i think it gets even more interesting um from from the way you see you know the life cycle of educators right um which makes me think you know how personalization is actually going to be a huge thing or a huge differentiator for you at Instill. So I really want to know how this product offering is being delivered to people at different stages um, and you know how the experience is being like the same, like no matter your level, no matter where, whether you're like in the beginner or you're like at the really, really late stages of your um, education career basically. So look, I, I think the, the, the belief on personalization I think is we, we've taken a very broader view of personalization. Right? Uh, often when you when you hear about personalized learning, you, you're, you're effectively trying to imagine that, you know, Lotana will have a very different learning experience than Alim will, than Tuam will, than Bongani will, etc. Right. And and then we try to design experiences that are personalized. And actually what, what we mean by personalization is um, is Yes, we want to aspire to a very personalized learning experience, but actually what we're aspiring to is a personalized journey that you're going to follow, right? So let me give you an example to that, right? Um, you want to earn a university degree, right? Let's let's take that portion of the journey, right? You want to earn a university degree. Uh, you come from a modest family, which means you can't actually afford four years of a university degree. What are your options today? Your options is, you go to university, you register full-time, and you take out a loan at a 10, 12, 15% interest rate, right? Or you take out a, a family makes massive sacrifices for you to be able to go. But effectively, your option is you go or you, do, or, or you get a job on the side while you're trying to complete education, which is hard to do as well, right? Yeah. And what we're saying is that actually your journey should be personalized, right? Um, why don't we imagine the university degree to be, you know, five years, six years, seven years unbundled? Why don't, why can't you join a school as a teaching assistant, earn a bit of a living, get exposed to a classroom, get exposed to learners, 
And instead of doing a full course load, you do a partial course load, right? Um, and this is when, when we start thinking about personalization differently, right? Now, I can repeat this example for existing teachers today. Um, for instance, you know, 60-70% of our teaching workforce are made of women, right? If you look at the school leadership roles, right, people that become principals in school, the numbers is reversed. 70% of our school leaders are men. Why? Right? Well, there's a bunch of stuff that are systemic, clearly, and we know that about many of our patriarchal societies and, and generally. But I think the second part also is that women have children, right? Women have to take care of the household. And at the same time, you're now telling them, listen, in addition, you have to go do a degree with these particular constraints that actually do not fit with the fact that she needs to earn a living, she needs to take care of a family at home, she needs to take care of many things. And so when we talk about personalization, we're actually suggesting let's personalize your education experience so that we take into account the constraints that are making it hard and the barriers that exist for you to achieve that social or that career mobility. That's really the, the idea. Now, how has it worked out for us? Um, I think the simple answer right now for us is that we are still in the experimentation phase. So we're working a lot with teachers in the professional development space um, to get their feedback about, well, is our content good? Is our learning experience good? Can they access it? And we're starting to now bundle these experiences to be able to, to, uh, to experiment in a much more holistic way. So I think it, it, I know this is the questions you might ask us at some point, but I think we're still at that place where we're experimenting and we're starting to pull the experiments together. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's that's really really interesting. Um, so, um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. That actually clears up um, that question for me. Um, so, I, I think the next thing I'm 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 now going to ask about is like. How, how is the business being run? Um, I would like to assume um, you're going the VC route. I think in February you raised almost three hundred thousand dollars. You know, how 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 are you? You know, how how are you kind of deploying these resources to make sure that um, you are you know working on this vision, this instilled vision, um, running all of these experiments to make sure that at the end of the day you have like this really holistic experience you provide to educators. So the, the first thing is that we've we've actually uh, in February last year we raised closer to eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh wow! Okay. Um, to grow the business, I think that that two ninety that that you mentioned is is, is outdated. So we raised about eight hundred thousand dollars, and the focus of that two eight hundred thousand dollars were was two parts. Right. Um, the first one is to grow our professional development offering. Right. So that we have enough content and a great learning experience on our platform. So we're in the middle of that right now. Okay. Right. So we are, it's hard to, um, it's, it's hard for me to, um, it, it, it's, it's hard for me to convince a teacher to come and do a bunch of things with us when I don't have enough content that is contextual and applicable in their classroom. Because ultimately teachers want to make their classrooms and their learners better. Right. Yep. So that's where we're focusing a lot of energy on and our, we've invested a lot of team resources there. Uh, I think our team is now uh, almost majority is, is as an academic leadership team and it's growing still very quickly, right? Okay. Um, the second thing, um, 
The second thing that we are investing this money in is that we are now in the final stages of being approved as a private higher education institution in South Africa. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Right? And 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 ultimately, I think we, uh, our belief is that you can't do just one. I think it'd be great to be a private higher education institution and train new teachers, but that constrains us in the journeys that we're trying to create. And it would be great for us to be a professional development entity like many institutions out there. But ultimately, I think the idea of stitching all this together comes is is our real value proposition, right? It's it's hard for me to convince an educator to do all these professional development modules by itself. If I say, look, if you do this, you're going to gain micro credentials, and some of them will contribute towards your next degree. Suddenly, you have a real conversation around social mobility, career mobility, progression. And so we've spent the money doing these two things. We should hear from the regulator over the next two months. And if that goes well, in January 2022, we will start having um, the the beginning of the stitching of the full journey okay. Okay. Uh, for, our, for our business. So that's really where we're focusing most of our energies on. Um, both that with our with our professional development platform on a technology side, but also on a, a content side and, and learning experience side. But at the same time, trying to build our our uh, our our private higher education institution, our university. Mm. That's actually pretty amazing. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. And so, um, what's what is the? Um, I wanted to ask what's the next big milestone is for Instill. But I think that would be just getting um, the necessary licenses from the regulators. But before the end of the year, I'm, I'm guessing that's one of them. Look, the 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 key milestones we're working towards is um, so currently we're piloting our professional development in two markets. Okay. Uh, we're piloting in, piloting in Nigeria. Oh. Wow. And we're piloting in South Africa. Okay. Right. And we have. And what I mean by pilot, we're working with you know close partners who have uh, no fear about giving us the feedback we need to hear and don't want to hear sometimes, right? So that's the work we're doing right now in developing the content with their support and their help. The second milestone for us is to then expand these pilots to both Kenya and Ghana, right? So by the end of this year, we will be having teachers on our platform in Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa. Okay. Uh, to to get there, and that's on the professional development side. Um, and for for at least the duration of the next year, it, we're going to make our platform free to use, right? Because right now, the 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 feedback is more valuable to us than any small revenues we can earn from it. Um, and then in parallel, we are uh, working with the regulators to be able to get the. Last step approved. We've been in this journey with uh, with our regulatory partner for the last four years, mm. um, and so hopefully sometime uh, July August we'll have clarity on the next steps. And the idea is to then ramp up our first blended program uh, for 2022 in Johannesburg, and our online program also for you know with a focus on South Africa in in January. But the idea of then expand next year. To, to further geographies once we're clear about the quality of what we're trying to deliver. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, which leads me to my next and question, which is, you know, 
um, are there like challenges you face, you know, on your day-to-day building in steel? Because there's a lot of moving parts, as I could tell. Um, so, um, what are the few things that you will look at as challenges as you just keep building? Look, the challenges that we face as a startup are the same ones that I am sure all the other people you interview will talk to you about, right? Um, there's a layer more because we're an education startup and we have decided to work within the system. We're not working outside of the system through an edtech app or a bootcamp that is not regulated. We're working with regula- re- regulations and regulatory challenges. Um, and so if I had to I'd highlight the challenges we're facing, the first one is always going to be, I wouldn't say a, it's a challenge, but it's effectively something that stays with us at all times. Um, which is working with the regulatory processes, right? Um, they have a tough job as a regulator to make sure that we're not a fly-by-night institutions. I'm sure you've seen many of them across the continent, you know, universities that take money from students that have no value, right? And, but that also means that, you know, there's a lot of scrutiny and rigor that we have to follow. And it is painstaking. It can be very frustrating. And it's always very... Um, you know, the timelines are always uncertain, right? Which is hard for a startup that is trying to manage cash flows and um, and team morale. And, you know, when, when you're expecting to, let's say, launch this year, but actually you, you know, the regulator hasn't given you a green light, you're not sure when it's going to come. So I think that's one challenge we've been, we've been juggling with for the last four years. And I suspect we'll continue juggling with over the next years uh, as well. It's just going through the rigor and the, the ups and down of a, of a regulatory process. Uh, and again, I appreciate how hard of a job they have, given the amount of people that take advantage of, of young people uh, to make sure that we are well set up to do that. Okay. I think that the second challenge that we uh, we tend to face is, you know, I, I see this with love, but also with cynicism, is investors are looking for a quick fix, right? They're looking for a quick fix. They, they they ask you questions like, oh, how do you get to 2 million users, a million users, where's your hockey stick? And it is hard for them to tell. It's like, listen, we're trying to transform an ecosystem. This is a systemic story we're pushing for. Um, we are working with regulators. We're working with teachers. Many are unionized. Many are, are working in, in very constrained environments. And the second challenge I, I would I highlight that we're finding is... Um, how do you work with investors and convey a story when you know what they're looking for is the the num- type of numbers that other startups are pitching to them? You know, a million quarters, five million quarters. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's that. And we've always been very honest with the investors to say, listen, if you think you're going to become a millionaire, billionaire doing this, this is not the investment for you. Right? Uh, we're trying to make systemic change happen here, and that takes time. That takes patience that takes very patient capital and so that's the second challenge that we tend to face the the great thing about this though and i'm going to caveat this i'm sure you you've heard uh i'm sure you've heard from other startup you know these base struggles with talent and accessing talent to be honest we've been very lucky and 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 grateful to keep finding uh, young africans and people from around the world who just care about this and i want to be part of this Right, so that's never been a challenge for us to just find great people. I see. That's surprising. To come and join us. To be honest, you have to also be optimistic about human beings, right? 
Yeah, you have to be optimistic about human beings, and I I always call BS on people that says there is not enough talent on the continent like that. That's mostly because you haven't looked hard enough or haven't created a great value proposition for me to be there. We seem to attract people from out of nowhere who are just interested by this vision. Um, and we create incredible conditions for them to be successful with us, right? We are a startup. We don't pay that well, you know, relatively speaking. But we create an environment where they're joining a community that is, you know, it's an us versus the world type of setup, right? Um, against all odds. Um, and it's been good. It's been, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now. We've been blessed. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually really amazing. My very last question for both you and Tom is, could you just tell me one lesson, one startup lesson you've learned in this journey that you would like to pass on to another founder today? All right. I will, I'd like to start with you, Tom. Thanks, Latana. Um, so I think my one is, is not going to be a, a particularly new one, potentially, but uh, I think that five years into this journey, we expected that we would be in a different place. So I think it's a very well-known adage to say that, like, imagine your timelines and then at least double them. Uh, and, and that's probably how long it's going to take you to launch your business and, and just be prepared to invest that time and, and make that commitment to your business. Get the all of the breath and all of the the the, the legs needed uh, to to actually succeed. So five years in, we're still hanging in there. Uh, this is not what we expected, but uh, it's it's an exciting journey still. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great lesson. And you, Ali? Look, I, I might say something that might be a bit controversial for other founders. Um, you will be told by investors and other stakeholders how you should run your startup. You will hear stories like, "Oh, if you're not in, if you're not a hundred percent in this business, or you know, you you have a bunch of side gigs to pay the bills, I'm not going to invest in you." My answer is, stand your ground. Right. Um, I think uh, my entrepreneurship journey has been blessed with a bit of quite a bit of privilege. Right. Uh, for five years, Tom and I have built this, making very little salary, and it's been possible because we've had privilege. Right, yeah. um, and when you tell that to young entrepreneurs across the continent, who effectively, you know, are coming out of their their university degrees with potentially debt, families to take care of, and you're telling them, oh, but you have to be all into this, otherwise, I'm not buying into you. It's unfair, right? You you have a potentially younger brothers and sisters that are expecting to be supported. You have families that have invested for you to be where you are hoping yeah. that you know, you'll return. So my advice is stand your ground, do it your way, right? Whatever it takes, because ultimately this is your business, right? Um, if an investor tells you, no, no, you have to be full time on this and don't take a salary for three years, um, pardon my English, but give them the middle finger if that doesn't work for you, right? Um, yeah. Because ultimately, you know, you're going to have to wake up every 25th of the month and figure out whether you're going to make payroll or not, right? You're going to have to wake up when uh, the regulator, a client ditches you or, you know, whatever, whatever industry you're in, you're going to have to be the person who now is taking care of not just your business, but the people that are working for you and that have bought into you yeah. to do that. So be crystal clear uh, about what you can and can't do. It's not just about the venture. It's about you and your life. 
right? And don't let somebody else determine what you can and can't do. Yeah. I think these are really, really two strong lessons. I could personally relate to, you know, the whole all or nothing uh, mentality. I think it's flawed too. Yeah. Um, I think I think um, companies can be founded in different ways. I just think it's a matter of commitment, right? As far as you're committing to a business, it doesn't matter if um, you are trying to also take side gigs, you know, before this business kicks off the ground and things like that. So I feel like that whole one size fits all, you know, all or nothing mentality is actually really flawed. So I totally agree with you. And, you know, thank you. I'd like to say thank you guys for coming on the couch today. This has been an interesting conversation. What do you guys think? Look, it was a pleasure to be here, Latana. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Latana, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for setting this up and thank you for doing the work that you do and uh, giving giving entrepreneurs on the continent a voice. Yeah, and for everyone else that's listening, you already know that every week we bring you amazing people like Alim and Tom. So make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends. And, you know, if you are in this space where you're trying to be an educator, if you are just in school thinking of, you know, the next thing, you know, thinking about how to gather experience before you go into the university, you know, you should check out Institute Education. You know, um, I think it would be a great product it would be a great platform it supports the stem for you as you grow in your career if you're already in the field you're already a teacher you know wherever it is in south africa you know make sure to check out institute education you'll be really surprised at the um, um, uh, the amount of support the amount of um you know ways they have thought through to like make sure that you're guided properly and you keep moving forward in your career path right so make sure to check them out and For everyone else, until next time, see ya.